Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. It's Friday, October 13th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Edwardsville has been experimenting this fall with a bike bus. That's where kids bike single file to school with adults in the front and back. It's uh, really just introducing students to the possibilities of the bicycle as a transportation device. That's also fun. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports on Edwardsville's bike bus and how officials plan to continue the venture next spring. A familiar face is St. Louis's new public safety director. Mayor Tashara Jones has removed the interim take from Charles Coyle. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports. Jones elevated Coyle to the role on an interim basis in February. At the time, he was a deputy fire chief and the city's fire marshal. Coyle replaced Dan Isom, a former police chief, in the role. He says he is humbled and honored to be given it permanently. Throughout my tenure in the fire service, I have witnessed firsthand the intrinsic power of collaboration, unity, and purpose. The Department of Public Safety is a testament to this collaborative spirit. Coyle says he has been able to reduce 911 wait times and the backlog in liquor license applications in his eight months on the job. But he is dealing with ongoing issues at the downtown jail known as the City Justice Center. Three people being held there died within 41 days of each other. I'm Rachel Lippman. St. Louis Public Radio. And those issues at the downtown jail Rachel referred to have attracted the attention of the state. Missouri's auditor is opening an investigation into the city justice center. Scott Fitzpatrick says the decision follows several concerns, including lack of detainee medical care, non-payment of vendors, and a failure to respond to detention facilities oversight board efforts. The auditor says his office received a whistleblower letter from State Senator Steve Roberts. Fitzpatrick is asking the city for copies of policies and procedures at the jail, food vendor invoices, and documentation on staffing levels. Missouri is reporting a slight increase in the number of people in state jails waiting for mental health treatment. Currently, there are 260 waiting to be transferred to a hospital for care, compared to 253 last month. The Missouri Independent reports officials are still working on a system to provide mental health services in jails, which was approved by the legislature this year. The state has trouble transferring detainees declared unfit to stand trial for several factors, including a lack of hospital beds and staffing issues in Missouri's Department of Mental Health. Missouri lawmakers have come up with a litany of bills about radioactive waste exposure in St. Charles County and St. Louis County. That includes a fund to investigate the waste. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports. State lawmakers like Republican Representative Mark Matheson are hoping to either pass bills or fund measures to aid with nuclear waste contamination. During his first term as a House member, Matheson helped pass legislation establishing a radioactive waste investigation fund. He says that fund hasn't received money. The state of Missouri has not done very much at all to identify and push for a resolution of this issue. That's why I created that fund, but the governor was not willing to fund it. Matheson says the fund would give the Department of Natural Resources funds to pay for testing to determine the exact location of contaminated areas. I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. Workers in different sectors throughout the St. Louis region are calling on their employers to better respond to workplace injuries. They rallied this week outside an Amazon warehouse in St. Peter's. Nurses, along with Amazon workers, say their employers 
pushed them to work through injuries instead of seeking care. Rachel Williams is a registered nurse at SSM Health St. Louis University Hospital. We're kind of expected as nurses to go to work sick, to go to work injured. You know, we're penalized for taking time off, for taking care of ourselves, for taking care of our families. SSM Health says the safety and well-being of staff is a priority and the hospital encourages workers to take necessary time off. Illinois' top agriculture official is worried the high cost of farmland and machinery is keeping young people from going into farming. State Agriculture Director Jerry Costello says highly productive farmland can run $20,000 an acre in parts of Illinois. Higher interest rates add to the cost. He says equipment costs are another barrier. A new combine can cost a million dollars. If you're not inheriting a farm or inheriting that machinery, it is hard for uh, for a, a younger person to break into traditional uh, row crop farming. Costello says there are USDA programs to help farmers with the costs, and he encourages young people to apply. For Fridays this fall, Edwardsville is exploring a new concept. A bike bus. That's where students bike a single file to school with an adult bus driver at the front and back. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports the Metro East City wants to keep it going next spring. Just after 7 a.m. on a cool fall morning, Edwardsville parent Jeff Manuel is giving instructions to five students. All right, guys, as a reminder, we'll go single file and uh, just try not to run into the person in front of you. Manuel is leading this Friday's bike bus to Lincoln Middle School on the west side of town. Are we ready? I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm going to go Let's all go. my butt. No standing up. No <laughs> in about 15 minutes or so, the bike bus will have picked up one more student and be at school in time for 750 classes. Manuel says even if the number of students is relatively small, anytime a kid isn't sitting on a bus or a car is a win. He says those long lines of cars dropping off kids can also be a hassle for parents. If you replace that with a nice bicycle ride through a trail through the woods in the morning, like which is, a, for me, I, I think a really fun and kind of delightful way to get to school or get to work. Uh, that's just a, a win, I think. One of this morning's riders is Manuel's daughter, Natalie, a sixth grader. The first week I didn't come because I thought it would be kind of weird with my dad. But now I'm doing it and it actually is pretty fun. She says the trip home from school, yes, on a Friday, is her favorite part because it's a good way to start the weekend. And this bike bus is just one of two in Edwardsville this fall. The other runs to Liberty Middle School on the other side of town. It's driven by Jason Stacy, who sits on the city's Bicycle and Pedestrian Advisory Committee. It's uh, really just introducing students to the possibilities of the bicycle as a transportation device. That's also fun. Stacy himself is an avid biker. He and the committee have been looking for ways to get more people in Edwardsville using Madison County's extensive trail network like the bike bus. And I think people are starting to discover that for short distances in crowded places, cars can actually be pretty inconvenient. The bike bus rides are done for now, but they'll come back in the spring. And when they do, Stacy says they'll plan to add some upper elementary students to the routes. We think they're going to be old enough to be pretty good riders. And uh, there might be a little more trepidation at that age about riding on their own. They may not know how to get there. And, uh, of course, we always invite parents to ride with us. Stacy says by no means did he come up with this idea. 
he write about successful efforts in bigger cities across the country. One of the more successful ventures came from a Portland, Oregon physical education teacher, Sam Balto. We went from 75 kids to 125, 130 um, in a few short weeks. And then the following school year in the fall, we went up to 190 kids. In Balto's videos posted online, the massive group of kids take up the entire street. He says he was looking for other ways to get students active and outside. Doesn't have to be a huge group like in my videos. It can uh, just be a couple families agreeing to meet at a certain spot and riding together. Back at Liberty Middle School in Edwardsville, Manuel's group has made it to the bike racks. The kids lock up their bikes and the bus drivers figure out who is making the trip home. Natalie and her friends, Liam Catlin and Evan Becker, are still hanging around. How'd it go? It was pretty good. We all stayed in a single file line, mostly. Um, but we kept trying to pass each other. It was kind of like a race that time, so it wasn't as good as the other times or as safe. But it was still pretty fun. It was definitely more fun because it was a race. You said mostly. Who, who's the culprit? Me. <laughs> what? And me. Can't forget about me. And oh, why, why, why? I tried to get and her. So and her. She, she's the worst. It's safe to say these middle schoolers enjoyed their bike ride, or maybe bike race, to school on this Friday morning. And they'll look forward to more of them come springtime. In Edwardsville, I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Brian Moline edited that report. Before wrapping up, singer-songwriter Rudolph Isley has died. He was a founding member of the Isley Brothers and co-wrote this gem, which you're likely familiar with if you've ever watched the movie Animal House or have been to a Purdue Boilermakers home football game at the end of the third quarter. Shout was recorded in 1959. It was put into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1999, and Rolling Stone includes the Isley Brothers tune on its list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Rudolph Isley was 84. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis, theme music by Ryan McNeefy of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.